Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on Triad All-Stars. This is our next episode featuring a former Glenn Athletics coach or athlete. Today it is a current uh, baseball player at Davidson University. He is Michael Carrico. Michael, how are you? Doing well, Ryan. How are you? I am doing well, sir. It's so good to have you on. Um, let's start uh, just growing up in Kernsville, North Carolina, uh, youngest of four siblings. Talk about um, just growing up and uh, how sports uh, came into your life. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my dad, he was really big into sports uh, growing up, so he pushed that on me really early. Um, as you know, Kernsville is pretty pretty small uh, town, so uh, I played a little bit at the uh, Kernsville Little League um, playing baseball growing up. Um, played a little bit in the YMCA in Kernsville, a little bit for basketball, but uh, I didn't like that as much as baseball. Yeah. Um, and from from there on, you know, I, I think it kind of just took baseball in my own hands and really started enjoying that. Yeah. Um, and so how long did you play um, baseball or sorry, basketball or other sports that were not baseball before you switched over specifically to baseball? How, how long was that? Uh, uh, the last time I played YMCA was eighth grade. OK, so it's been a little bit of time. OK, there yes, go. sir. Very good. Um, and so then you uh, fast forward a little bit, you get to Glenn High School and then tell us about your time at Glenn and just um, kind of an open ended question, your experience there, um, teammates, coaches that uh, you really were fond of and just kind of your overall time and legacy at Glenn, um, your thoughts on, on your four years there. Yeah, so I definitely love Glenn. Um, it's definitely it's got a special place in my heart, um, especially the, the baseball program there at Glenn um, with Coach Walker and, and Coach Imes. Um, as well as the other coaches that volunteered their time as well. Um, you know, I think those guys really helped shape me to the man that I am today. Um, and I really, really enjoyed just playing all four years there. Um, I don't think I could have imagined myself at a better place, um, as well as the teammates that I had there, um, especially the ones in my class of 2020. Um, the, the other the other six of us, you know, th- those guys, they know how much they mean to me. So we still, to this day, keep in touch, um, all six of us. So, you know, I think those guys also, they understand how special they mean to me. Um, and I, I think it's going, I, I could not have asked for a better place to go to high school other than going. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, after graduating from Glenn, class of 2020, uh, there was COVID in there, but we, we, this conversation will not talk about COVID. Um, <laughs> you go and pick Davidson College. Um Fun fact for those on the podcast who may not know, and I, I know uh, this is going to be news to you as well. I am actually a UNC Charlotte grad, so Davidson is one of our uh, arch rivals. But we'll put that aside for this podcast. Um, <laughs> why did you choose Davidson, and, and just what stuck out to you when making that decision? Yeah, so uh, out of high school, uh, I wasn't very heavily recruited, um, so I didn't have too many uh, decisions or, or offers um, out of high school to play baseball in college. Um, so I think Davidson, you know, out of the, out of the few offers that I had, um, just the coaches and uh, the culture that they have at Davidson being a wildcat, I think um, just from my, the few times that I was on campus on my visits, um, I think I understood that. Um, and that was really what I was looking for in a college. Um, not only that, but just the academics of Davidson is, you know, when you get a Davidson degree, it, it means something in the world. So I think just the combination of that um, really was what the key factor that stood out for me. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you could argue Davidson's most uh, famous alum is Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. So I think a lot of people know who that guy is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, sir. So you can say you can go to the same college as him. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
And then currently you're a junior on the baseball team defending Atlantic 10 Player of the Year, Buster Posey Award finalist for the nation's best catcher. Um, talk about uh, last season. We'll get to a quick 2023 preview in a second, but team went 43-13 and 13 last year. Um, what did you learn from your sophomore season and freshman season? Well, we can add that too. And then going into this uh, coming up season, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, uh, I think I just learned how to be myself, honestly. Um, I think my freshman year, I put a lot of expectation on myself. It was really hard on myself. Um, I had a torn labrum at the time, too. Um, That ended up getting fixed after my my freshman year. So I think just all the pressure kind of surmounted and and really, you know, it it stood on me very, very hard. Um, And I think just being able to, you know, hit the pause button after freshman year um, and really just work hard and understand that, what I'm doing is going to work at the, in the long run. Um, I think for me, that was really hard to do. And I think for other freshmen as well, playing sports in college, that, that, that can be really hard, especially when you're coming into a role where you're going to play uh, pretty close to every day, or at least, you know, be a, a key role or a role player on your team. So yeah. I think just, you know, understanding, um, you know, that I believe in myself, um, the hard work that I've put in is going to get me to where I want to be. Um, I think it's really what, what helped me, you know, make my jump to what I did last year. Sure. And talk about uh, the 2023 seasons fast approaching. Uh, Obviously we're in January, but the season is just around the corner. Talk about uh, the team this year. What does Davidson baseball look like and what are some of your goals team wise and individually this year? Absolutely. So uh, the team, you know, obviously we we were 43 and and 13, I believe you said last year. So we we were very good last year. Um, We lost a a couple of really, really key pitchers um, in Blake Healy and Nolan DeVos last year. Um, so those guys are obviously going to be tough, tough spots to fill. But I, I, you know, I really trust the guys. I believe in what we're doing. Um, we've got so many guys that can come up and do the best to fill those spots. Um, I think, you know, as well as the the lineup as well. I mean, we lost three seniors last year, um, and Trevor Candelaria, Parker Nolan, and then John Hosmer. So, um, as well as Matt, Matt Gravely. I mean, there's there's a ton of other guys I haven't even mentioned, but you know, just those guys that that we lost. Um, you know, those are going to be tough holes to fill, especially leadership roles. Um, and so I think just, you know, the guys that have come up, including myself, to step into those leadership roles um, is really what's going to, you know, help us, you know, make or break this year. So I definitely have confidence in what we can do. Um, and I think we're going to have a great season. Yeah, and we'll certainly be watching closely. Um as we wind down here, uh, talk about uh, whether it's uh, your current teammates at Davidson or maybe uh, your past high school teammates at Glenn. Um, what would you say that your teammates would, how would they describe you? What, what kind of um, player is Michael Carrico? Yeah, um, I think the first thing that they would say, they, they wouldn't talk about uh, any, any of my athletic accomplishments or anything like that. I think they'd talk about the person that I am. Um, and I think that's truly what I, what I um, enjoy the most about my character. Um, I feel like they would say I'm very humble and respectful and I show love in, in many ways. So I think for me, you know, that I, that's how I want to be remembered is, you know, by the way I treat people and not just the baseball player I am or anything else like that. So I think that's how they would describe me. Yeah. And um, peeling the onion back a, a little bit, um, you know, you've had some recognition. You've done some camps with USA Baseball. Uh, talk about uh, your time with USA Baseball and just kind of uh, your dreams going forward. Obviously, we, we all know what those probably are. But um, just if you can kind of describe it brief for our listeners, um, what is kind of your long-term goals after college look like in baseball and sports or, or and beyond? 
Absolutely. So I think that the time at USA obviously is is one time I'll never forget. Um, it's it's a once in a lifetime experience to put on the USA jersey. It was so surreal the first time that I got it. You know, it, just thinking that I was in the position that I was, um, and you know, just playing, especially on the Fourth of July, playing yeah. in front of thirteen thousand fans in Charlotte. I think that that was something I'll never be able to forget. Um, just that special experience, um, and I and I think you know that that's kind of where I am now. Um, what was the question again? I forgot oh, the second well, part of the question. It was more just like, obviously, like, um, you know, your plans kind of after David. After, still, right, okay. Long, long-term plans. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports I remember the first part. I couldn't remember the second part. So the, yeah, the yeah, long-term plans, I think, definitely building off of that. Um, the long-term plans are, are definitely, uh, you know, to play baseball as long as I can. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that I can't control whether, you know, I'm an MLB all-star or Hall of Famer or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, what I can't control is getting better every day. Um, and just trying to, you know, play baseball as long as I can. So, um, and ideally that'd be, you know, in the MLB for 10, 20 years, but you know, whatever it is, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be happy with my career and I'll be satisfied. So. Absolutely. And, um, as we wind down here, um, where can people find you on social media? Where can they follow you along, uh, this season and beyond? Yeah, so I actually just started my Instagram not too long ago. Uh, oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, Michael Kiriko five. Michael Kiriko five on Instagram or Instagram. All right, very good. And um, this is a couple more questions here for you. When you're not on the diamond, when you're not uh, doing your thing on the baseball field, what do you like to do off the field? Well, what best uh, activities would you say uh, best describe you there? Yeah, so uh, with you know Wake Forest becoming really good at football these past few years, I've been, I've really started to uh, enjoy watching football a little bit. Um, both my roommates at Davidson are also big football fans, college and professional. So uh, I think they they also helped me get into you know watching football. So um, I think yeah. you know that that's really what I've been enjoying doing. But really anything I can do to relax. So. Uh, we play ping pong a lot, uh, play That's, pool, yeah. um, you know, whatever it is to, to, you know, just let the body relax. Well, and you got to get in some Davidson football as well. You're, you're there and uh, that's right. That's right. Got to go Don't down to the, the field and support those other yes, athletic sir. programs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, um, my last question for you, um, kind of an open-ended one. Um, you kind of already answered this already, but um, when you look back at your time at Glenn, what do you feel like, um, you kind of said it already, but what do you feel like you'll be remembered by from your time at Glenn? Uh, and when you come back in 20 years and 30 years, just, you know, your time at Glenn, you said it was a special place in your heart. What do you want people to remember about you, um, when they think of you and your time at Glenn? Actually, yeah, I think it kind of goes to what I said earlier. Um, I think they're going to remember how I treated people, um, especially, you know, the teachers and the staff and, you know, just my teammates, the coaches, everyone at Glenn. Um, I think that's going to be the number one thing they remember me. Awesome. Well, uh, Michael, this has been great. And, and so, as I said at the top, Michael Crico has been my guest today. He is a junior at Davidson baseball uh, player, alum of Glenn High School, class of 2020. And this is our next episode in this series of former Glenn High School uh, coaches and players uh, now at colleges or professionals or elsewhere around the globe. Michael, great to catch up with you. Great to connect and uh, best of luck this upcoming 2023 season. And thank you for being a guest today here on Triad All-Stars. Absolutely, Ryan. Thank you for having me. 
Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith and once again we are joined in our new series by uh, Glenn High School, a coach or player as part of this new series that we are doing here. And today's guest is a 1992 graduate of Glenn. He played football. He played basketball. Uh, he was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns and is currently a senior personnel executive for the LA Rams. He is Ray Farmer. Ray, how are you? I'm doing well, Ryan. How are you? I am doing well. It's so great to have you on. Um, first, I'm just going to be honest. Talk about how you got down to North Carolina. You were born in White Plains, New York. H- how did you get down to the South? Talk about that first. Um, my parents tried to move down to the South in the 70s when I was really, really, really little. Didn't work out. Um, we came to Winston-Salem. My parents liked it. Um, we went back to New York. Didn't move down for probably another 10 years or I don't know how long it was. But we ended up coming down in the mid to late 80s. Ended up going to middle school at Atkins Middle School before I attended Glen High School a few years later. So um, I don't know. I, my parents were bent on getting us out of New York, me and my brother, uh, who yeah. also attended Glen. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was mom and dad deciding that it was time to get out of New York and head South. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say I played baseball as well at, at, uh, at Glenn, which again, probably the most success we had athletically or I had athletically was with the baseball team winning the state championship in 92. Uh, yeah, I was actually getting to that, but, uh, thank you for getting to that. Uh, yes, state champion in baseball as well in, in 1992. Uh, you were also senior class president. You were a key club member, very involved uh, at Glenn High School, uh, where you played all those sports. Um, I know it's been a, a little bit, but what do you miss most about Glenn and your time there? Um, you know, looking back on that, uh, clearly the people. Um, I still stay in contact with Dale Limes, who was the baseball coach. Yep. I saw Dustin. I actually popped in. Uh, we were talking off camera. Um, and I would tell you that, uh, Dustin Dale Imes, his son works at Glenn now. And I don't know, it's been literally probably since the day I graduated that I had actually been back to Glenn when people were in the building and, uh, I stopped in this fall just out of nowhere and, um, another good person, good man, great man, not even good man, great man. Marty Stanley was there. Um, Mr. Kearns. Uh, my favorite teacher back in the day, I heard that she had passed away. Marlene Scales was an English teacher. I mean, there's people that did enough for me when I was a young man and didn't have the best of directions or the best plans for where I wanted to go in life that assisted me and helped me. And again, you know, add in the friends of the Pablo Smith, Brian Gentry's, you know, Eddie Oates, the football players to the baseball players of Jeff Thompson, Kirby Keane, uh, Ryan Jacobs, uh, Jimmy Bradford, God rest his soul, who passed away a year or so ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all people, people matter. Uh, and, and exactly. People do matter. Relationships matter. Uh, and, uh, that's the key in life is just being kind to others and, uh, really passing that around. Um, we'll go into the college. Now you ended up going to Duke where you were a 1996 graduate. Uh, you were all ACC two out of your four seasons there played free safety, um, from 1992 to 1996, as a senior, you led the team in tackles with 111 and played in two collegiate all-star games. But that's all well and good. But uh, why Duke? Why, why did you decide to go there? Well, uh, the little-known history fact is I had a bunch of knee surgeries. And um, those knee surgeries combined with parents that were completely uh, – <laughs> I don't even know what the right way to describe them. 
they were they were definitely uh pro education probably the easiest way to say it yeah and so uh they enticed me at one point i thought i might go to nc state or clemson or someplace else um but they enticed me to to take the challenge on of duke and so um i committed to them slightly early in the process and um probably one of the best decisions i ever made but the decision was probably I'll say probably more of my parents at the time than me, but I'm grateful that uh, that I did make the Duke decision. Yeah, and, and after graduating, you played three seasons in the NFL. You were drafted in the fourth round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, played there from 1996 to 1998 before uh, your career was unfortunately cut short uh, by a knee injury. And then you kind of get into the uh, coaching and scouting departments in the NFL, uh, wherever you are now. So talk about uh, transitioning from playing uh, to now uh, the coaching and um, scouting route in the NFL and uh, where you've been? Well, for me personally, it was, um, it was challenging, right? I, I guess that most people would have said I was intelligent or educated, right? I went to Duke and graduated better than 3.0 GPA and all that foolishness. But um, the oddball part is that I thought I'd play 10 years and, you know, I'd overcome knee surgeries in the past and came back to play and perform. And um, after playing for a while, uh, I got a knee injury, traveled to like 19 teams, working out, never got a job, went to the Chiefs twice. That guy finally told, that trainer told my agent at the time that uh, his knee shot. So I retire that offseason. Not, not quite that that quick. So that offseason, the Carolina Panthers signed me of, yeah. of all teams. So I come <laughs> back home. Um, I'm living in Charlotte. I failed the physical going to, before I go to camp. And I retired two weeks after that. And um, and then the, the honesty of it is uh, probably some dark days. Again, before depression became a thing and people recognized it, I sat at home and grew a beard, which I have now, but I actually take care of it now. But I grew the scruffy beard like I'd been hiding away for a while, tried a bunch of odd-end jobs, did a little bit of everything and nothing at the same time before I landed back at Duke. And um, when I was at Duke, a guy by the name of Les Snead, who's currently the general manager of the L.A. Rams, yeah, uh, he called me out of the blue. And he called me because my agent called him and said, hey, I got a guy, Ray Farmer, who would love to work in the front office. But I had gone back to Duke. Um, Les called me. I took the interview. I went down on a Thursday. He offered me the job on Friday. I worked in Atlanta then from 2000 until 2005 before I became a Kansas City chief and became a director in the personnel world and then the rest kind of takes off from there. Yeah, uh, that Kansas City gig, 2006 to 2012. And then you go into um, the Cleveland Browns as their assistant general manager in, in 2013. And then you hit the uh, big chair, um, 2014, 2015, the general manager for the Cleveland Browns. And then transition to the LA Rams where you're at now, uh, starting in 2020. Um, and you're now a scouting, uh, went from a scouting consultant to, as we said, that senior personnel executive. So you've had a lot of different roles, uh, in the NFL and, uh, such a great story there and how you kind of got involved. A cool nugget there about Les Snead as well. Um, a name a lot of our listeners will recognize, uh, but not many probably knew he was out at Duke, uh, back in the day. Um, you don't have to answer this question, but, um, you know, if eventually, obviously, down the road, um, do you want to eventually come back to North Carolina? How, how long do you want to stay in the NFL? Do, do you have like a, you know, an end goal at, at this point? Or are you just really enjoying your job out in L.A. and kind of what you're doing there? I have the greatest job on the planet. I actually don't even live in L.A. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And so that's uh, even better. You know, cost of living is awesome. I get yeah. direct flight 
LA when I need to go. Um, I got two great kids that, you know, um, you know, one was in college and decided to take a different route. The other one probably is going to end up at somewhere between Clemson, Tennessee, Auburn, and Florida. So my daughter is the youngest. So not sure what her decision will be this spring, but she'll decide. Um, I don't know. I got, I got, I have a great gig that I, you know, I can, I work from home. I have a great setup. Uh, I have a great wife and family that understands my parents live here in Atlanta. My brother lives here in Atlanta. So me coming back to North Carolina right now, probably not in the cards. If I had to say five years, 10 years, and I'm, I may do this. I don't know how long, right? I, Right. The, my, my missing time, uh, so when I got fired in Cleveland tw- at the end of the 2015 season, January uh, 2016, until 2017, well, I sat out for almost a year, and then Les called me again. I got back in with the Rams and was a consultant because I really didn't want to go back to work. Um, went full-time uh, probably a year or two ago now, probably two years ago now. Um, did that in like 2019, 2020. Did the full-time gig. I mean, I, I have no reason to do anything but what I'm doing. I mean, I enjoy it. Les is probably one of my best friends in the world. Um, we've been having success this year, kind of excluded, struggled with some injuries, but it's fun. I got a great job. I got a great life. I got a great situation. Um, as far as getting back to North Carolina, my wife is from Durham, so I kind of passed through a lot, but I don't know if I'll ever move back full-time. Got so it. I'm out. Got it. And um, I, I know you're not a big social media guy, um, you know, but where can our listeners find uh, you, uh, the, or you can say the Rams and updates on, you know, in the personnel department, where can Rams, uh, our listeners find you on social media or, or, or even the Rams information? The only way you can find me, if you actually know me, is if you know some of the people that I named earlier. Sure. That have my number. Or LinkedIn is probably the, the best way to get in contact with me. Uh, yeah. Everything else, if you see my face or my name out there, it's not me. I actually have teenage <laughs> kids, so I do have Instagram and all that other foolishness to kind of track them and follow them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a social media ghost. Well, well said. Um, well, Ray, this has been awesome. Uh, my last question for you, and you can kind of take this anywhere you want. Um, might be a curveball for you. Um if you had to say one thing that most people, um, we'll we'll just call it the average NFL fan um, that don't what they don't know about the NFL as far as the 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 jobs that the scouting department, the football side of things, or even non football side of things, what what would you say that they would find interesting? What's one thing that most people don't know? It's a good question. Um, what would I say most people would like to know but don't know? Um, yeah, it's a lot more work than what people think, right? Um, give you an example. Uh, you watch a kid, uh, guy I'm watching right now is Josh Proctor, safety from Ohio State. So his information's up on my screens that you can't see behind me. And, um, you know, for every game you watch of that kid, if you watch that game in totality, you never push a wine, you just watch his defensive plays. It's probably a 25, 30 minute tape. So you rewind to play, you watch it again, you watch the multiple angles. Um, you know, you watch five, six, seven, eight games of a kid. You're now logged in for four and a half hours, five hours per player. 
and um, you end up doing about 20, 20 plus players a week. If you work in pro, you can do up to 50. So let the time kind of let you understand how much work you actually goes into it. And it's not, it's not sitting watching football with your buddies and drinking beer and having fun. <laughs> it, it truly is a job. And over time you, you learn more, you get more efficient. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's fun. And I'm, I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. I, mean, I get, for God's sake, I get paid to, to watch football, but it is, um, it, it still is a job and it requires uh, an immense amount of detail and attention to that so that you can try to make the best decisions possible. I think that's a great uh, answer for our listeners. I think they will enjoy that. Well, um, as I said at the top, my guest today has been Ray Farmer, a 1992 graduate of Glenn. He played football. He played basketball. He played baseball and then was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns and is now a senior personnel executive for the L.A. Rams. Uh, this has been part of our series on uh, Glenn coaches and players here on Triad All-Stars. Ray, thank you so much for the time today. Um uh, continue to enjoy that job and, uh, and all you do for the Rams. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you back here later, but uh, thank you for coming on here on Triad All-Stars. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. And uh, Bobcat country, let's go.